about your story and um, just a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, my name is Caitlin. I'm from Pickens, South Carolina. I was born and raised there, still there. Um, two wonderful parents, a really, really good childhood. We grew up in like this little trailer park. We were the middle trailer in this big old acre lot. And my dad has um, a bone disease that put him on disability. So my mom worked. I stayed home with my dad. Went to school. I was pretty much a normal kid. My dad had always drank. Um, I've always been around alcohol as long as I can remember. I wouldn't say he's like a full-blown, non-functioning alcoholic. He handles his alcohol pretty well, but he did drink pretty much every day and still probably does. Um, like I said, I went to school. I was a normal kid. Around 12, 13, 14, I started hanging out with people that were way older than me. Mm -hmm. Started getting into the wrong crowd, started learning out what pills were, drugs were, alcohol, really what it really did to you. And I got mixed up in all of that. Um, I had an accidental overdose on codeine at 13. Oh, God. And then I met a boy that I liked, and I don't even think he liked me. But mm -hmm. that was around 14. That's the first time I've ever been or used meth. Um, I went to school my freshman year was okay uh sophomore year I had a car accident I flipped and totaled my car I was high on Xanax and high on marijuana at that time at the age of like 15 or 16 and I dropped out of high school um for like the next two years I kind of just floated around still hanging out with people way older still not really caring what I did who I was with mm -hmm. Just never really knowing the consequences of my actions yeah. because I had never really had to have a consequence. Mm. I was just floating around. And I met my husband. And the rest was history. I got pregnant at 18 with my boy. Went back. Got my GD full honors. I had all the ropes and everything. Mm -hmm. um, still drank casually. I was never like the sorority drinking girl yeah. in college. I never went to college. Mm -hmm. Still drank. We had, like, good friends, the good old boy system where people would come to our house. Um, I really realized I had a problem in 2021 on my birthday. And I had drank and drank and drank. Fireball was always my thing. I bought, like, the big bucket of 21 shots, took them all, took an oxycodone that somebody handed me, and I laid hands on my husband for the first time and the last time in my entire life. And I knew that I had a problem then. Yeah. I had went sober after that for 10 months, and then we went to the beach, and I was like, you know what, I'm at a good place, like, let's just see if I can actually handle and take in alcohol without being crazy mm -hmm. and letting it make a fool out of myself, and it got back like it always had and always will. Um, I do not do well with it I cannot take it and you know I can't just pick up one beer and put one down I'm all, I'm just all the time yeah. so I decided to get sober again in July and I'll be eight months sober in a couple of days wow that is such a powerful story I mean that you were so young I, I know. mean that that's I mean that's awesome that you were able to come out of it because yeah. you know a lot of people that's you know started that at such such a young age you know, it becomes who they are. 100%. Um, I, you know, me and my friends from high school talk about this. We've lost so many people, mm -hmm. overdoses, drinking and driving. Yep. And I'm just, I, I look at it in like a weird perspective. I'm like, well, I was like that, but I'm not anymore. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for them, but I'm like, man, that could have been me. Yep. And I'm so thankful it wasn't. 
Yeah. It, it's always when you're looking at other people and you're, you're just seeing what could have been and that could yes. have been you. And yet they're probably looking at you thinking that I can be her. Like yes. I can get out of what I'm going through. But that that's incredible. And congratulations for Thank just you. for just going through that. I mean, I can't even imagine. Um, I've only, you know, done alcohol. I've only drank. I started drinking when I was about 18. I didn't even drink all through high school. Yeah, it was um, senior week at the beach. I didn't even drink then, which wow. is I know, which is crazy. So it kind of started when I got into college. And it was just off and on wasn't an every, everyday thing. I'm just doing it on the weekends. And then, you know, it slowly started to become Turns into this other beast. Exactly. Yeah. I had my drunk personality. I mean, she, she was always there, but we retired her. She's back in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but that's just, that's, that's crazy. I mean, I appreciate you sharing that story and I'm grateful that you're here today and you're able to yeah. tell your story and just inspire others. Cause I know Absolutely. that, yeah, I know that you'll be able to. So what was your relationship like with alcohol? I know that you were saying that you were 10 months sober and then you drank at the beach for the first time just to see like how, you know. See where I stood in my sobriety. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like when we were at the beach, we were surrounded. We had a couple friends. We had a family member. I mean, it was like seven or seven or eight people. My kids were there. And, you know, it started out as this, well, I'll just drink because we're at the beach. Yeah. And what I do, I went home and just started picking it up. I worked night shift. Um, I'm a 911 dispatcher. I worked mm -hmm. night shift with a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Wow. And I thought I was going crazy. But when I came home at 7 o'clock in the morning, I would take half a bottle of moonshine just to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I started realizing that alcohol had me. Yeah. I, it was never... I've never had a healthy relationship with it looking mm -hmm. back. I just can't take it in little doses. It's not, I think I was born with addiction. I really do believe it's mm -hmm. a, di a disease. And I think it just took me a while to figure out, Yeah. hey, you can't do that. Like, mm -hmm. you, it's just better off left untouched to me. Exactly. How long did it carry on um, when you got back? I was in a little over a year relapse. Okay. Um, and I didn't really have like the big aha moment mm -hmm. again. Like I said, on my birthday, the first time I didn't really have like a big aha slip up moment, but I started realizing again that this isn't the mom I want to be. This isn't the wife I want to be. You know, I was better than that. I was kind of getting angry at like my coworkers, mm -hmm. angry with myself. You know, I had all this built in. I wasn't telling anybody. I was a high functioning alcoholic. Yeah. So nobody knew I was mm -hmm. going through any of this except for a few close friends of my husband. And we promised when we got married, you know, this, this is it. We're going to be married forever. And we threw up the word divorce a couple of times. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, if, no, yeah. I will not drink. If it causes me to be divorced, I will not drink. So it was kind of like the you or alcohol, me or alcohol situation. Yeah. He never gave me an ultimatum, mm -hmm. but you know, he was just like, you're better than that. Yeah. And I had to agree. I had mm -hmm. to start looking in the mirror and agree. And I think that it just helps so much when you have a support system and you have yes. someone that is constantly pushing you, even if you're in a situation where you don't want to be listening to them because you don't think you have a problem or you know you have a problem and you don't want to move past it because, you know, your friends are doing the same thing and mm -hmm. you're just looking at them. Um, but, I mean, that happened to me. I mean, 
the person I was seeing, he definitely like pushed me. And, and I think that, I mean, that's a big reason why I got sober. And I mean, I'm, I knew it was always going to be me that ultimately, you know, pushed myself and made myself become sober, but it's definitely like the people. And, you know, I almost wonder if the people that don't make it out, make it out and are able to overcome it, if, you know, they have that support system. Right. So, you know, my goal with this show is to bring on people like you that was able to make it out and able to share that support system and then honestly be that support system for the people that don't have it. Absolutely. Because I know that a lot of people don't. And it's just, it's crazy. A lot of people are comfortable where they're at and the people around them are comfortable where they're at. And it's just this nonstop system Mm -hmm. of malfunctioning. I mean, it's just people don't realize like this will if you have an actual problem which some people drink and live their best lives Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people don't have a problem but if you know you have a problem and you continue it it will kill you eventually Mm -hmm. I've always said that it would have killed me eventually yeah yeah and your 20s are so I mean they're so impactful and they can it can impact the rest of your life people you know use that excuse as your 20s as a reason to party but it carries on with you like like the binge drinking and Cause that's what I was. I was a binge drinker like once a week. That's what I would do. But that just becomes so detrimental to your health. Yeah. It's honestly it worse binge drinking than it is drinking every day, really small amounts. I mean, that's what a lot of people, you know, that I know that, you know, they can drink every day, small amounts and they don't cause, cause, you know, bad stuff to happen almost. Yeah. And it's like binge drinking is it's, and it's between the ages of 18 and 25 and people don't even realize that that's when it's literally going to impact for the rest of your life. And some people can come out of it. I mean, I I think that's awesome if they can readapt and just recondition themselves to only be able to drink, you know, in their thirties, just a certain amount, um, whatever. But yeah, I think another thing too, with me was it was like the societal norm, Mm -hmm. like let's get together. We'll have drinks. And even when I decided to get and stay sober, another thing, especially with me is, being a mom, it's oddly normal for mothers to drink like all mm-hmm. the time. Um, it's like, come over for a bottle of wine, you know, we'll, we'll do dinner. We'll, we'll drink, come over and we'll just have a drink or two. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how? No, I can't. Yeah. I see that. Um, I've seen it on like these like towel shirts, like the mom juice and referring that like yes. to, to wine. And that's, it's like, what it's the so, heck? And you know, Another thing is I'm, I'm still friends with a lot of people in that stage in my life. Yeah. You know, I love them. I just have to love them from a little further of a distance mm-hmm. than I did before. But sometimes I'll just be like, do you know you're an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, I'm not. I don't have a problem. And I'm like, but you do. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that because they'll they'll figure it out and they'll decide that for themselves one day. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Uh, it's just like the step step one is acknowledging the fact for yourself and I mean sometimes the first step is listening to other people but then acknowledging it for yourselves but so are you what is your um I know you're a mom so what is your if you were going out one night you know if you had a night out like a date night or out with your friends or somebody um are you fine being around alcohol? Like, has it just became, or do you try to kind of like separate yourself from it? Yeah, I would say I'm good. Um, with going to bars, Mm -hmm. I'm good going out. Um, just keep me a safe distance from the bar. You know, I'm, I'm still, I'm not at a struggling point in my sobriety, but I would say 
it's better safe than sorry mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff. Don't Definitely. I don't want to be too close to it, you yeah. know. Um, my husband, you know, I told him a million times, you don't have to stop drinking mm-hmm. and he will just because he respects me. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And we have a lot of friends like that that just mm-hmm. don't, they choose not to drink around me even though I'm like, I'm really okay. Yeah. Um, they're, they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely feel secure around it. I'm secure enough to know like, hey, you really don't need to pick that up. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm good when we yeah. go out or when I'm with people that are drinking. Mm-hmm. So this being the Sober 20-something podcast, what is a piece of advice you can give to a 20-year-old or honestly someone younger or, or older that either they're developing unhealthy relationships with it um, and they know that they, that they do have an unhealthy relationship or they're afraid that it's going to lead to that? Um, you know, what would you say to somebody that you don't want them to go through the same struggles that you did? Um Someone that maybe they don't have a support system and they really want to get a piece of advice. Um, One thing that helped me, this is the biggest piece of advice I give to anybody going through anything. You know, we all drink for a reason, whether it's because you're hanging out with friends that do it, whether you've had like childhood trauma, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I read somewhere you have to focus on the wound, not the Band-Aid. So alcohol's the Band-Aid. Yes. You've got to focus on the wound. Mm-hmm. Um, step by step, no matter how small, it's still leading you in the right direction. And a support system is major key. Yeah. Um, surround yourself with people that want you to be better and that don't, don't just tell you, oh, you'll be okay, you're mm-hmm. doing fine, you're really not that bad off. You need to get people that push you yeah. to be better. And if you don't have them, find them. Mm-hmm. There's places everywhere. There's groups on Facebook, groups on TikTok, people yes. on TikTok. Even if you've never met these people in mm-hmm. your life, you know, that, I mean, people are out there that are genuinely good people that mm-hmm. will help you. 100%. I, so my first episode, I brought on a girl I'm, I talked to on TikTok. Like she, um, I think like a couple of days after I decided to go alcohol free, I just came across her and yeah. she was my very first guest. And then the last girl I had on the show, um, she's also on TikTok. So I'm, you know, I've found these people and I didn't know that there were others like me, yes. you know, in their twenties or thirties, whatever that, you know, have this, um, relationship with alcohol that they, they don't even, you know, want to pursue it any, any further. And, you know, it, I'm so lucky to be able to have, you know, just stumbled upon them because I really did not know that that was a thing of people yeah. sharing, their sobriety journeys journeys, and then being young and sharing mm-hmm. that and not being afraid to just go against that norm yeah. of everyday life. I mean, I think that's, that's a big thing too. You always in the midst of alcoholism or even like you said, when people are worried it's going to be an issue or they're already there and they're like, mm-hmm. man, this is the biggest problem I've ever had. You need to hear, Hey, I feel your pain. Um, sympathizing with others is a big thing mm-hmm. for me. Like, um, I'm an empath, so I'm all mm-hmm. ears to anybody yeah. most of the time. And I'll be like, you know what? I really feel your pain. Like, I know where you're at in this place in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And you can make it out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we will all be okay. You just got to mm-hmm. you gotta do the little bit of work. One day at a time. And that quote, um, you have to fix the wound and, you know, alcohol is a band-aid. That can apply just to every part of life. Because, yes. I mean, whether it's addiction or you know, going back to unhealthy relationships or just masking it with working yourself. And it's just, that's important. Like you have to start from the root cause because I definitely do feel like 
like you said, everybody has a reason to drink. Yes. And I think that if somebody has a problem with it, that goes back to mm-hmm. honestly can go back to their childhood. It's not the alcohol. It's here. not. It's, it's not the alcohol. Issue. Mm-hmm. They're using the alcohol as a scapegoat and the reason to just want to mask that pain. So, you know, that yeah. for mental health, it's just, it's, it's, it's insane just to think that what people are doing in order to put that bandaid on them. Mm-hmm. You're hurting yourself worse, but mm-hmm. you don't realize it until it's mostly too late. Most, yeah. of, most situations I know of, yeah. it's, it's pretty much too late to mm-hmm. start to worry about why do I drink? You're yeah. like, man, I need to stop drinking. Yeah. I started going through therapy um, about a year ago. And that's one of the things my therapist talks about mm-hmm. is, you know, why are you like this? Why are you like this? Why do you do this? And it all goes back somewhere. Yeah. And when you find the root cause of it, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that really makes sense now. Mm-hmm. I agree. So with you being a mom, do you think that your, you know, your kids have really just given given you that push, a reason to? I would say yes. Um, I don't think... And this isn't to be boastful. I don't think I was ever a bad mom. I've mm-hmm. always, you know, made it a point that my kids will have a childhood they never have to recover from. Yeah. But there for a while, it was like, hey, can you keep the kids? And it, they'd be gone all weekend. And I'm only off like every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was never really seeing them. My oldest went to school. He started having some like learning issues. Mm-hmm. Like he just wasn't being all he could be. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's not fair for me to say, well, you're not doing as good as you can when I was sitting at home not doing as good as I could. So I fixed it. I want to be a prime example for both of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just when you have kids, it's crazy. You just, they really, it really doesn't come with a handbook. They'll tell you that, but you just have to figure it all out on your own. And it's this crazy thing for the first couple years and you know I'm, I'm gonna go through first until they're grown and then mm-hmm. they'll have kids and I'll be like oh you'll be fine yeah but yeah well I think that finishing this episode out what is one thing that you could go back and tell yourself um you know when you were 12 or 18 or, or however old um, just that life-changing moment for you, because I feel like everybody has one. What is, in that moment, what would you tell yourself, um, you know, to help yourself out in the future? That's a good question. Um, I definitely go back to me, like, freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. and I would tell her, these people don't love you. Mm-hmm. You know, I had family at home. I didn't, I had a good family, like I said. I had a good upbringing, um, and I was surrounded by people that, I thought were my friends and we were drinking and smoking and popping pills and everything was fine, but they didn't, they, they didn't look out for my best interest. Yeah. I wish I could just grab her 14 year old me by the face mm-hmm. and be like, they don't care about you. Yeah. Go home, mm-hmm. find somebody that really, really loves you and tell them you have a problem. Yeah. It's all about who you surround yourselves with. I, I mean, swear you, it really is. you are who you are around. And I, yes. for the longest time, I did not believe that, but now I, I really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you so much, Caitlin, for yes, being on the show. I mean, I appreciate you. I mean, your story is so powerful and I know that it's going to impact others. Um, so I- I'd love to have you on, honestly, on future episodes or whatever yeah, and absolutely. just have you a part of that because be awesome. Well, thank you so much. And um, yeah, this was awesome. This is fun. Thank you.